Moms for America care deeply about securing the rights of parents and protecting our children. On today's program, you'll meet Sonia Shaw. She is a mom who decided to get engaged in her school district. Sonia helped flip a California board from a 2-3 ratio to a 4-1 ratio. She is now the board president of the Chino Valley United School District, and they are making some great changes. Her story will inspire and encourage you, so stay with us. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, special guests tackle the issues facing the moms of America today. Discussions include personal stories and advice on how moms can build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their homes and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Kurlitis, your host, and thank you once again for joining us. Welcome, moms. Uh, again, we just love you, and we're so glad that you're here every week with us. Right here, uh, we always want to invite you to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. Also, if you can rate or start or all those fun things that you do with the podcast, we would surely appreciate it. This is how we get our information out. We continue to be censored. So please help us share this important information with the moms in your circle. Also, uh, if you're listening and you haven't joined our movement at Moms for America, I want to say, moms, will you join us? We have an incredible sisterhood of uh, great moms all across the country. We are uniting and fighting for our faith, family, and for our freedom and the Constitution. We are a powerful group of mamas. So go ahead, check us out at momsforamerica.us, join the movement, and we have so many great resources, materials, um, events, programs, just for you, mom. Also, if you have an idea or a topic or feedback, would you please email me right there at podcast at momsforamerica.net. I would love to hear from you, uh, your feedback, suggestions, and all that fun stuff. So that's how you can communicate with me, podcast at momsforamerica.net. Already on to today's program. Sonia Shaw has been protecting and caring for children since she was a young girl. As the oldest of three, Sonia was just seven years old when her mother left her father. Sonia became the caregiver for her siblings as her mother's life descended into drugs and unstable relationships. It's a sad story there. But her faith in Christ grounded her throughout her childhood, and now she's an advocate for children in California. Sonia is defending the rights of parents through her work as school board president, and she is championing accountability and transparency. Welcome, Sonia, to the Moms for America podcast. We're delighted to have you, my friend. Thank you. All the pleasure. It's very exciting to be here with you this morning. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about your family? We always like to get to know the mamas and their family and the kids, the hubby, whatever's over there, whatever's in your house, what you got yeah. over there. <laughs> I got a lot in my house. Um, I have two beautiful teenage daughters. Um, one's a freshman, one's a junior. Uh, so you can imagine uh, I have an amazing husband, but he has to deal with three uh, girls in the house. Girl power. But, <laughs> right. But we do um, have two dogs. Um, we call them our fur babies. We have Jax, who's a little Yorkie, and then Cooper, our lab. And I also have been taking care of my dad for, I don't know, maybe 15 years. Um, he lives in, in our home as well. So we got a full house over here. You sure do. And I love that. I love that you're taking care of your dad and got your girls and your dogs and your hubby and 
you know, to God be the glory, right? Every day, this is this is Absolutely. our great calling is, yep. is making our, our home uh, a place where everybody loves to be there and thrive and live. So good for you, mama. Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty. So uh, in the beginning, I talked a little bit about your childhood um, and that at a young age, you became a caregiver. It's interesting now that you're talking about caregiving for your dad, but that, that's, the, that's the cycle of life, right? We all take care of one another. We care for the people that we love, but you started really almost being like a mama to your siblings, if I understand that correctly at a young age. Yeah. It, I, I want to say it was around seven years old um, when my mom had left my dad uh, my mom, my dad is from Jerusalem. My mom is from Illinois. Um, so my dad had, a, they had different ways of, you know, living and my mom couldn't take what she thought was um, controlling and understandably. So she wasn't allowed to do very much under my dad's, um, you know, just under the way he was. And we went to a battered woman's shelter. We outstayed that stay, went to another one. And then my mom met um, a very, bad person and they started doing drugs and it just kind of went downhill. And she had two, uh, of my two sisters, I actually have a total, I have three sisters and a brother. Um, but two sisters that were not of my father's and it, it just was a few years of a little bit of craziness. Um, mm. some stuff happened. One of my sisters swallowed some drugs. We all got put in foster care long story short, my dad ended up taking us three, um, that were his children, him and my mom were trying to work it out. He promised her he would never be controlling, but in the meantime, she was still really sick. And, um, I don't think she had really much intentions of stopping, um, her lifestyle and she ended up passing away, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So I, I actually was able to find my two sisters. I look for them my whole life. Uh, me and my really? siblings, them. we found them like, right. I think it was around, the shutdown or right before the shutdown, which was a huge blessing. Their dad gave up his rights when they were little. So that's why we couldn't really find um, them. Their names changed and everything. So, I mean, it was kind of exciting to have such a big blessing recently and have start mm -hmm. developing that relationship because they were so little, they don't remember us, but we definitely remember them. I used to stay home from school and take care of them and feed them. And yeah, it, it just, I remember the first time I met them, I, I That's cried beautiful. and I was telling oh, my sure. sister, one day you're going to say, I love you back. And then it wasn't uh, maybe about a year ago. They, I remember the first time I heard, I love you back. And it was just, oh, I, I thank God for that moment all the time. But yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, life is full of yeah. all these challenges, these ups, these downs and yep. reconnecting and, um, Wow. What a testimony that is. And now look at you, you're married with children and you've got your own home because, you know, it is tough when you come from a situation like yours, but that didn't stop you. Look at, look at the miracle in your own life. Yeah. You know, I look back and I always think God um, has allowed us to go through certain things mm -hmm. and we have a choice obviously, but I, every time I look back, I see, wow. Okay. You know, I, I get it. This is the person I am today. And it, it took, you know, some, things to go through, but I think that just makes us that much more stronger, um, in what our purpose is. I mean, we're all called for something and I see, you know, certain things that happened in my life, even though, it, you know, as a child, it was horrific. I would never wish that upon any children. Um, but I also, it also gives me an understanding. Not all kids are fortunate to have parents like, you know, myself with my children or my husband, yeah. how he, um, fathers my kids, um, it gives you a different perspective. And and it I does. think it really plays a role into our per my purpose, at least right now with fighting for kids and for families. Cause I know families are so 
unique and so different from each other, you know, and, and to just have a different perspective and understand not all parents are involved. It really does help me, um, in what I'm doing today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you come from a, a place where you understand the importance of it, the value of it. Um, I guess the beauty of, raising children and, um, being a mom. So all those things do make us who we are. And I, I love that, you know, God's doing great things in your life and you've got a beautiful family and breaking those chains, you know, that maybe held, held, you know, the family, your yeah. testimony to that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I do want to ask you a little bit now moving towards, uh, your own family, uh, and being a mom. I mean, this is a, a beautiful calling for you. And, uh, during the pandemic, uh, you were watching what your kids were learning online. And this is really kind of a, an interesting story. You, like many parents across the country learned a lot. All of us were thrown into this crazy world of like, what is happening with their children's education? What are they pushing? What are they teaching? What are they doing? Um, what did you learn about your children's education? And then we're going to kind of talk about fast forward what you've done. So I, uh, I love these stories, um, Sonia, uh, because it's showing a mom that took a problem and then figured it out. Um, and so this is really your story, figuring it out and making a change. Yeah. So what did you see? Yeah. So, um, I, during that shutdown part, the initial shutdown, all the kids went on to on distance learning, online learning. Right. My kids were part of that. Yeah. Um, the new school year was coming as parents were connecting online. We were talking, you know, in little chats here and there on social media, because obviously a lot of people had a lot more time to do things on the internet because, you know, the, the world was kind of shut down. Well, it was shut down. Yeah. Um, me and my husband, we knew that this distance learning wouldn't work for our family and our kids. Our kids are very active. They're athletes. They're very social. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were talking with other parents and there was a charter school for athletes facilitated about four. I mean, with traffic about 45 minutes away, depending. Um, and they were staying in person and yeah. right away we let them finish out the school year online. Both of my kids had very different online experiences, my younger um, daughter, her teacher was my also my older daughter's teacher at one point. Amazing. Given the situation, I saw this woman literally pour her heart into doing something that wasn't like what I was hearing on all the other stories, but mm -hmm. it also wasn't exactly ideal, but she was one of those that went the extra five hundred miles. Yes. Right. My other daughter was in junior high, seventh grade at that time. She didn't have one Zoom class, no recordings of teaching. It was just busy work loaded on the on the computer. And I was like, okay, I know that as a trainer, I was videotaping myself during that time to be able to give to my clients a workout, you know, guided for them. You find ways, like you have mm -hmm. to find ways to engage with people or doing Zoom together. We we you find ways. But with my other daughter, she had six teachers and not one did a Zoom, not one did video wow. teachings. And I was like, this ain't going to work. No. So we ended up just, we pulled both of our kids from our district and mm -hmm. put them into that um, online. The it, it was an online charter, but they had in-person um, teachers to help. And then they also had athletes. Uh, they were able to train. So it was beautiful for my kids. Mm -hmm. um, I took my son out of public school, put him in private too, because you never knew if they were going to meet ever again yeah. or what, you know, you sat next to somebody with COVID and then the whole place is shut down. So we did yeah. the same. Yeah. So my kids did that. Uh, one of them stayed in a full year of that, my oldest, and then high school was about to start. And I'm still learning all these things that are happening with online and us parents started to get together. 
And that's when I was like, oh no, kids can't be learning that or they can't be this or, you know, we need to get them back in person. So a bunch of us parents got together. We wanted to talk to our school district and it was kind of like a wall put up. They didn't really want to hear us. We had ideas on implementing certain things. Um, We didn't know that there was ESSER funds and all these kind of funds that were tying our kids into all these things that they wanted them to do. We started Mm -hmm. researching that. Somebody said, we need to go to a school board meeting. In the meantime, I wanted to bring my kids back. My daughter wanted to start high school at our, you know, our, our local high mm-hmm. school. She wanted to play sports there. Sure. Um, I refused to send my kids back with the mask because the whole world was back. And I was like, I'm not doing that to my child. Right. My child had um, some things with, that her doctor considered were, you know, she was exempt from the mask situation. So I allowed my um, daughter who was going into the ninth grade to go back and she, okay. She went into um, our high school. My other one, I still kept out Mm -hmm. and she was still having a great time at that athletic school. Started to find out more, started to fight against the mass thing. Everyone said, we need to go to a school board meeting. I'm like, what is a school board meeting? Right. So you had never been involved with school boards. You're going up to talk to the teachers. You were kind of like the mom that was like, okay, the kids are doing all right. Their grades are good. Yep. I was the real mom, art mom, because we didn't have art funding over here in California for a while. And I was the PE mom because training is my life. I I love getting people healthy and fit inside out. So I was those three things for both of my children, all through elementary. And it was fun because I was able to be with the kids. I was able to support the teachers, but I never got involved in, you know, anything that happened after out of the, out of the elementary school. Mm -hmm. Um, So like the school boards. Well, we ended up finding, I ended up finding out alongside a lot of parents that you had school board members who were elected, you know, by us who, which goes to show you, I really never was involved in all those kinds of elections. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel local elections involved, but now it's my opportunity to know. I mean, I grew up in a situation where those things weren't exposed to me. Mm -hmm. Um, No excuses. I was an adult, you know, but it's okay. This is a lot of moms. This is a lot. You saw an uprising of moms going, okay, like we're paying attention Uh and uh, we're seeing and we're, we, we want change. So good for you. Yeah. So we started going to these meetings. And then we were like, wait, hold on. They're not listening to us. They're eating. They're looking at things. They're not paying attention. They're not responding. Um, So quickly we found out our school board majority. We had a couple of school board members that seemed like they really cared. And I think they still do care. They're still actually part of our school board, um, which is amazing. But it was like, boom, they put another wall. And I'm like, oh, this ain't going to work. And then we started fighting on certain things. Um, And it it sucks because we would always come with solutions. Like, hey, this is happening. Can we do this? Hey, you guys are masking the kids. Mind you, mine didn't have a mask on, but like all these other kids, the world went back to normal and you were masking the kids. Finally, our kids have had enough and they were sitting outside all the way from kinder to 12th grade. And you had kids in the rain. You had kids denied education. You had kids they were trying to force on um, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, Distance learning again, because they didn't want a mask. We our our school district, one school gave a, a, a essay called COVID jerk when people wouldn't like comply with certain things. And I was fighting for these children because I saw the horrific things happening to them. And, you know, eventually mm-hmm. we knew we had to change those seats because all we wanted right. them to do was fight alongside us. Their right. voice big. Right. Um, we started following bills in Sacramento, which we never knew how the process really went. Sure. Um, we started to see the bills were actually focused on things that were, you know, I call breaking up the family unit or taking control of the kids mm-hmm. um, or stuff that didn't even make sense, like putting tampons in boys' restrooms here in California. It was like, we're spending and wasting all this money. 
and oh, it's the law. And it's like, what? You're putting tampons in a kindergarten class? What are you taught in a kinder bathroom? What are you talking right. about? They're not even going through puberty yet. What are we exposing right. them to and why? Let's What's make the sure agenda? What's yeah, the agenda? There was an agenda. Quite right. understand. Quite clearly. Yeah. yeah, clear. So now let oh. me just back up for a moment. So this was a parents' advocacy group, correct? This Literally is how you from grassroots. Yeah. This <laughs> is how you guys right. Yes. And then you became the maybe the president of I the did parents. I became the president. Okay. Which in return was the voice for the most part for yeah. the parents. So you're the one uh, up there presenting, talking. And again, we we help moms all across the country that are going to their school boards with information. Yeah. So if you're listening and you need help with your school board at any particular topic or subject or how to FOIA, any of that. We have all that at momsforamerica.us. So I just want to make sure our moms know we provide the answers. Just like you did, parents get together, they make a big difference. So let's, uh, the, the the school board's ignoring you. Um, yes. And now all of a sudden you're seeing all of these different things. What were you seeing in the school that you wanted to change? Um, we saw, like, like I mentioned, the ESSER funds. They were tying our kids into masking longer or the... Okay curriculum like why are we giving essays on picking on each other with kids like there were certain um you know things being Surveys. taught or yes right. and we were like this this can't happen anymore so those are the things that we really wanted to change and we also wanted our school board and our school district to start pushing back towards some of these crazy bills that were going through the pipeline right mm. or pushing back on the department of ed like mm. we started trying to reach out to our state superintendent back when, you know, I was a parent years ago and we were cut out. He never wanted to listen to anything, bus driver shortages. We wanted to be part of like the, you know, the solution process right. because we had ideas like let's do this or that. Um, and it was constantly just pushing us out, but we wanted our school district or our elective officials to at least allow or try to facilitate a voice for us. Mm -hmm. And it, and quickly we found out they were actually part of those things. They liked those things. The majority was in support of all these crazy things that parents were not, um, you know, liking. The fact that parents couldn't even be on the campus was crazy. But sure. the, the crazy thing too, for our district, we connected with so many teachers because our teachers showed up at one of the board meetings that we were at and they were afraid of the, um, the mandated vaccine possibly coming down. And they were trying to fight for it because their union was ignoring them. Mm. And the union um, also wasn't helping them when we were unfairly testing some teachers and not the others. It didn't make stuff didn't make sense. Mm -mm. So we we saw that and we started fighting alongside the teachers and trying to help and advocate. And that, I think, is what made Chino Valley so unique, because I, I as we as we started to connect with all these other parent groups around California, they were missing that whole teacher portion. And we had tons of teachers that we were linked right. up now side by side. Right, because this wasn't that. only just tough for the kids. This was tough for the teachers. Can you oh, imagine absolutely. being a teacher during COVID and then having the mandates fall on you as well? I had yes. one teacher in our area tell us that he had burnt out his voice because he has to yell through a mask. And then, you know, you see, you learn by reading by lips too and yeah. expression. And he has like, severed you know not severed but really hurt his voice from all year like basically screaming through a mask because he already kind of had some issues but, and again these are things that the the teachers were dealing with as well so I could see why that you were coming along the teachers which was which was brilliant it was um it was beautiful and we actually had a ton of teachers leave the union and now in comparison to how many we have it's not enough 
But right. it also, I want to say our numbers the last time I checked were well over 50 teachers in our district that had already left the union. They yeah. don't want anything to do with it. And that goes to show volumes, you know, like that's a insurance policy to, so to say, or like they used to bond, you know, and when they saw that the union no longer in their eyes, um, helped them with their work conditions and fighting for things like that. And they were just Your focused. Voice. Yeah. And they were, I mean, if you go to our union's pages on like the CTA and all that, they're the ones that tried to threaten us on lawsuits and stuff already. They're already fighting against us. They send out newsletters, even with my name in it. It's like embarrassing when you should be fighting for your, your teacher's mm -hmm. rates. You should be worried about those things. That's what unions are supposed to be doing. But yet we see them active in sexualization and social justice issues on children. And I think that is a testimony on why so many teachers are leaving now. And I I, I'm I'm very thankful for them because they're mm -hmm. taking away power from something so powerful, right? Yeah. Um, so long story short, we had a we knew we had to change our board. It was right clear. Um one of our school board members, the president at that time, she was very highly connected with our state superintendent, with Newsom, with Biden. Her previous paperwork, she was very highly funded by people even in the White House. We knew we had to change those two seats. We yeah. started going and finding out what our local GOP was because then they wanted parents to come speak. We started connecting with them. We started nice. going to all the events. We found one school board member out of two seats because we were changing into trustee areas. I don't know if you guys have trustee areas where you're at. Um, different places, different around the country yeah. has them, yeah. So we had two seats coming up for our next election. We found one really quick um, through one of our moms. She, her husband's in the police department and there was a um, retire, a soon to be retiring police officer who had children that went through CBOSD. And also he's a coach. And we were like, we want him. So <laughs> we talked to him. It all worked out. One of our moms became his campaign manager. Mind you, none of us have experience with this. I so love this. I love um, this. So one of our lead, what we call leadership moms went directly to go help him run a campaign. In the meantime, we're still doing our job with fighting against all this stuff and trying to, you know, be a voice uh, for, mm -hmm. you know, parents. And I, I went to like a state of the city, which I finally learned what that or city of state, like um, you probably have the union oh, kind state of, of yeah, city, where yeah. our city gives like their health, like state their of the current. state, right? Yes. So I went to one of those, met some lady from our local GOP. She said, hey, you guys are doing a great job. Do you have candidates we can support? And I was like, well, we have one. She's like, Sonia, you need one for each area. What are you guys doing? And I'm like, it's so hard. I don't know. Um, I'm learning. Yeah. I went home that night. I got onto our leadership group, which is just the closer niched um, parents in our group that sure. did more of the active stuff. And I'm like, okay, one of you lives here. One of our moms just learned how to read the maps. Everybody start giving your addresses. One of you is going to run. We're going to get behind you. Nice. And we started going through the addresses. It came to mind. And I'm like, no, remember, I don't live there. Um, so anyway, you came up with some candidates. Sure, we found I lived in the area. And that was like when God did the switch. You're no longer going to be the president of the advocacy. You are going to be a, um, you know, candidate. a candidate for a campaign. And I was like, oh, my gosh. The moms were like, Shaw 2022. <laughs> By this time, it was like 1130. I go upstairs and I'm like, um, gave my husband a kiss. And he was like, what's going on? And I'm like, talk. he's like, no, it's too late. Let's talk in the morning. I'm like, no, we have to talk. And then I was like running for school board. He was like, we're not in the area. And I'm like, actually, the line is literally on our backyard. And he great? was like, well, then God opened the doors. I love you. Good night. And the rest was history. Um, but so yeah, now you, you ran and you flipped, right? You flipped this, you flipped the board. We took ratio? Yeah, we took both seats, um, which was amazing because we were really just 
praying for one, you know, so we can get a majority of parents, um, and, you know, a voice, we right. flip both. So we actually have a four to one when it comes to parental rights as it, as it stands. Nice. Um, but I think we have a really nice board as it, as it goes with other things. Um, but yeah, we, we flipped the board and I, me and John Congratulations. got started. Thank you. It was exciting. It was very emotional because everyone walked and knocked hours a day. It wasn't, I never felt alone and I never felt like it was my campaign. It was our, it was us parents campaign. And I think that was so special because yes, the person carries a lot of burden and the stress, but also it is, um, it was both of us. So mm -hmm. what we did was we, when we, when we flipped both of those, um, we had a party, we celebrated. <laughs> um, a it was victory party, party, right? Yeah. Yeah. If do I understand this correctly too, you then become the president. Yeah. That's wild. Right. Um, Isn't this crazy? Are you going like, wow. Yeah. I was like, what in the world just happened? Um, but yeah, January was our first board meeting and I was the president of the school board and John <laughs> was the vice president and he was a new school board member. So it was wild, but it was, I see why God allowed that. Um, you know, John and I were like a little bit after we were like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Right. Uh, usually this never happens, but now I see why it happened. You know, it's very different when you become a school board member, you kind of see how behind the scenes worked. Like we looked at our superintendent as the big boss guy and we were very upset as parents with him because we never really saw him take a stand in what we wanted him to do. But now come to find out it's the school board that really controls, you know, the direction of what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So it was everyone coming in thought our superintendent was going to be fired. And when I came in, I had a conversation with him and I said, look, I'm starting to see how things are. I would like to have a clean slate between you and I. Mm -hmm. I know there's history, there's some frustration, but in my heart of hearts now of seeing this, I don't think it's fair for me to have this bias towards you or you to have this bias towards me. So we agreed to Good. clean the slate, Good. start over as, as a whole new thing, because it's a whole new understanding. I explained to him what, how our parents as, as parents were feeling. He explained to me, you know, how the process works behind the scenes. And then we made a no secret deal. If I was going to come up with something or I'm working on something, I tell him right away so he can have the opportunity to work alongside me or advise okay. because I really truly believe if you don't have people in those kinds of positions that are willing to take out the dream of right. the school, like the school board majority, then and you want to work together, right? I mean, isn't Absolutely. that the goal for, for the, for the, for the children? <laughs> you do, but you see so much friction right now, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's also what makes Chino Valley so unique is we have a superintendent who's on board. At first, it was a little frustrating because when I told him I was bringing this policy forward, it was like, oh, it's breaking the law. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let me know what law I'm breaking. And um, he couldn't provide a law. And then I think it was after four or five weeks, he was like, Mr. Go over Sh this policy again so we all okay. understand exactly what you're referring to. Okay. Yeah. So remember how I told you us parents were watching bills go through. Yes. We were always on the defense. It was always actively fighting against all these things coming down the pipeline. Okay. But then finally I see something and it was called AB 1314 and it was by a new assembly member and it was actually a notification policy. And it was mm -hmm. quite simple. It was notifying the parents, never stopping a lifestyle, just saying, Hey, parents, your child wants to identify as a different gender than, you know, the sex they were born. Hey, parents, your child wants to go into a locker room than the different sex that they were born. Or, hey, parents, your child wants to play on a different sports team than the gender they were born. 
And I was like, that makes sense because we do have, I did have reports from parents when I was walking and knocking and just being the parent advocate that their kid was approached. And the teacher asked, do you want me to call you he and him? We had surveys going around saying, Mm -hmm. what pronouns do you want to go by? What name do you want to go by? Right. You identify as a different gender. Like it was like, inappropriate things that I thought like a teacher should not be engaging with children. These are kids, let them be kids, let them do what they need to do, you know? And, um, so it made sense. So I was like, you know what? I want to do what I promised. So I brought a resolution forward that said Chino Valley will support this bill in through the process. We can, it it means we can make phone calls on behalf of Chino Valley Unified to support it. We can write letters or we could show up and testify if there was um, a hearing. And, um, I, it passed four to one. And then with that, that, um, resolution, Bill Aselli was the assemblyman came Mm -hmm. to our meeting and he said, Hey guys, I really want to thank you for supporting it. Long story short, my bill didn't even get a hearing. It failed, but good news. You can make your own policy. And I was like, wait, policy is the name of the game for a school board member, right? See, there's always Uh, a way for if if you, if you feel called to it, you just keep pushing forward and there are different options. So good for you. Yeah. And when he said policy, I'm like, why wouldn't we? Uh, my my thing was we were so frustrated with some of the policies that were coming through. And we used to have to find hidden in the stacks of hundreds of pages of the agenda, right? Mm-hmm. To go find those nasty policies that were being pushed through that were being recommended um, to all the school boards throughout California. And finally, it was like, we're going to write a good policy. We're going to write a, a policy that's starting to bring trust back because there's a broken trust that happened in the last few years. Yeah, And so- so you By write this policy, you present it, you vote on it. Of with leaders throughout all these different groups. We even worked with attorneys. We were very mindful. We did not rush anything. And actually, because I was one of the school board members in this coalition, um, uh, we, I had parents reporting stuff about bullying or their kid being the bullier um, mm-hmm. that they were never notified about. I had parents say their kids were experiencing emotional things that they were never notified of until it was like their kid was already, you know, under a lot of mental distress. So I put, I asked to put those things on the policy as well, which the coalition said, you know, if anybody, we wanted to develop a policy, anybody can adopt. So in the in meantime, those things made sense for me working alongside them. Mm-hmm. And I have no, no, no secret policy. So that's what I was telling our superintendent. I'm bringing a policy forward soon. And he kept saying, Mrs. Shaw, the lawyers are telling me it's going to be illegal. And I kept saying, Dr. Enfield, please show me the law that we're breaking for you. the law. And after Good about four weeks, he comes back and says, Mrs. Shaw, they can't provide me with a law. There is no law that you guys are breaking. Ding, ding, ding. Time to bring the policy forward. Perfect. Um, so and you bring so it I, forward for a vote. For a, for a reading. For I a reading. am I'm all about transparency. I knew because when we supported 1314, it was controversial, which I think is bizarre, but okay. So I'm very open to being, um, you know, open and transparent. So I brought it for a first reading in June. Okay. The reason why I brought it in June is because kids are out of school now. And I was like, let's get all the good stuff that we need to get done. We could train the staff before school starts. And then bam, we implement it in August. Um, brought it forward in June. Again, this is just parental notification. No stopping of a lifestyle, not saying your child can't do this, that, or the other. Right. No secrets in the school. You talk about transparency. This was going to be no secrets in the school, things happening in the school that the parents aren't aware of. Sounds very um, common sense. Sounds like common sense to me. It's common sense, but we lack common sense in Sacramento. We sure do. Um, So what happened was I brought it back again in July for a vote. And it passed four to one. 
you had Tony Thurman, our state superintendent, finally come down from his throne and try to throw, you know, he he tried to take over the meeting. I I know people say I kicked him out, but people didn't see <laughs> what happened before that as well. He was yelling from his seat, point of order. He was being out of line. We actually gave him front row seating. He wanted to speak first and there's no policy that says, you know, elected official has to speak first. As a matter of fact, when I go to city council meetings or anything, you don't get special seatings and you don't speak mm -hmm. first as an elected official. You go in line with everybody else. And rightfully so. I support those things. But given his profile, we wanted to make sure he was safe just in case he wanted to leave. He can leave. Okay. Um, you so know. You, right. You made accommodations for him. We did. But he was okay. still out of line. And okay. He tried calling, he called our superintendent earlier in that day. Mind you, they already sent our superintendents all throughout California a threatening letter about, you know, um, taking out age, age appro inappropriate sexual age inappropriate material in the classroom. So we, there's a history with Tony Thurman to begin with. Okay. And he also walked with my opponent during the election, our state superintendent. So it, to me, he already crossed very many lines sure. and parents are upset. And we gave him a special room where he did all his media in. Like it, it, he was accommodated beyond anybody should and be. And this wasn't about him. This is about the parents. Thank you. And so he came and he stopped speaking. And then I said, "You, I'm going to do a point of order because that's what I learned from somebody else. And you're over there yelling point of order like three times sure. during the meeting. And I, I thanked him for coming because I really you're do. You're the president of the board. So you can do that. You can. It's totally legal. Um, I make sure, you know, we follow things within the law when we, when we implement or do things. Okay. And, um, I told him, thank you for coming, but we're here because of people like you. I mean, he's pushing, if you look at our department of ed of California right now, it's all about sexualization issues and social justice issues. Our kids are failing at reading, writing, and math, but yet right. there's no focus on that. It's mm -hmm. embarrassing. And I said, you're the reason why we're here. And until you stop, we're not going to stop. He tried to approach and rebuttal me. And me as the president, you don't, I'm not giving you that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I asked him to take a seat and he didn't want to take a seat. And I was okay. like, told him again, take a seat. He didn't want to take a seat. Our security never told him to leave. All they told him was to take a seat. He threw a little fit and I called a five minute meeting because it was getting a little wild in the room. And I like um, order in our room. Sure. And he went into his little special media room and he decided to use that as a press opportunity to, to try to play victim. And I, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with him knowing that Chino Valley is not going to be bullied by him because he even mm -hmm. looked at our superintendent at one point and said, you're going to let her. And I was like, absolutely. He, he's not going to stop us from doing what we were elected to do. So now so, is that policy standing? Is everything? Everything's standing except our attorney general, because, you know, Newsom has his little puppets and I call him the political cartel. Um, they came after us. The ACLU came after us. They are doing, they oh did an boy. active investigation. They would send um, Bonta, our attorney general, would send eight to nine attorneys into the Zoom to harass us. We gave them everything. They looked through my emails. They looked through my text messages. They looked through everything because they, they were, were trying, trying to, to intimidate something. you, weren't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, they they searched every part to try to spin it as some kind of hateful policy. They couldn't find anything. And mm -hmm. then implemented the policy. In the beginning of school year, we had 15 okay. notifications go out. No kid was killed or harmed during those notifications with the parents. Um, that was proof that the policy and the and the policy and the situation works. We also had safeguards in the policy. If a kid said they were going to get beat or they're beaten at home, then of course we're mandated reporters, right? Um, Bonta went up on the news. 
We didn't get any papers served to us until the news knew and they were contacting us. Then we got our papers served that he was suing us. Uh, the state was suing our district. We had to go to court. The judge literally said he issued the TRO, but in his in his words, he actually sounded way better than the deputy attorney defending their case. He said, I didn't even read the defense paperwork, which, okay, why'd you make a decision if you didn't read our paperwork, right? And he also said the state's trying to make them legislate from the bench. Now you tell me, if it was a law that we were breaking, like they're saying, then why is a judge on their side stating they're trying to make him legislate from the bench? Right. This so, gets pretty confusing here, huh? Yeah. But so, that's the thing. If you if you just follow the common sense part of it, you right. push forward, right? Um, so we just confirm. We 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 we're gonna October thirteenth. We go to see if the TRO is granted. But mind okay. you, we were granted a new judge. Although the state was trying to fight against it, but we were granted a new judge because we prove our rock star district. Um, the attorneys that work for our district prove that they didn't. The judge didn't do what he was supposed to. We got a new judge, October 13th, we go, but we also have parents waiting that tried to motion already. This will be the third time they tried to motion on top to sue. Kind of like when you motion back, it's saying that you are going on to the lawsuit against Bonta. So there, we have parents that are really upset. They're saying Bonta's overstepping um, and he's dictating. So that's great. October 13th, we have our next date and we'll see what happens. But I, I know in my heart as it stands, Chino Valley's not going to give up. If we have to take it higher, we will take it higher. Um, we got okay. amazing gift. We have, I mean, a that's it. You're not, you're not stopping. So whether this goes through October or November or continuation, you as a school board is going, you're going to fight for your kids. You're going to fight oh. for the parents to know exactly what's happening in the school room. So good and for we don't you, have mama. To our own money. We have a, um, a law firm that decided to take it pro bono. So we're, we're all set. We, our kids, did it get dicey up. with you? I mean, it was there. And was there death threats? Was there, yes. you know, sometimes the, 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 the folks come out of the woodwork when you start addressing situations like this, which again, which we would say is common sense. Um, was there some folks that came after you trying to intimidate you beyond yeah. this, beyond the uh, legal system here? So I had multiple death threats. Um, not just one, not just two. I would say Ugh. at least a handful. One like actually that. is um, going through the process of going to court. Our local police department is absolutely amazing. They actually arrested her while she was camping. Um, and then she had a court date last week. They have a full-on confession. She's left me multiple threatening messages telling me to sleep one eye will open. We're going to come get you, all this other stuff. That's We're going to kill you. Um, yeah. She would change her voice to be demonic in some of the voicemails. Anyways, okay. I'm glad that that's happening. She did plead not guilty last week, but I was told that's kind of a normal thing that goes through the process. Um, we have other active investigations on the other death threats. The one guy that called our secretary and said he was going to dismember my body limbs. Um, he was in another state, has a history of threatening elective officials, but if, you know, when you're working with one state to the next, our police department can only do so much. He gets away with it. You had Antifa post my address and declare war on me. They doxed um, you. I'm called the C word and B word probably more times than I want to say. Um, but, but I also say my mom used to call us the C word when she was on drugs and it used to have a stronghold on me. So I almost feel like that's an attack from the enemy. Cause I, I, as a believer, think this is a big spiritual battle and you know, the enemy tried to get us, but I was released from those things a long time ago. So I kind of laugh and good uh, for you. We need to be praying like, over this too, because it is intimidating. Yeah. It is hard to have yeah. your, 
your name, your address, your family, you know, so we do need to just be wrapping our arms around each other and, um, you know, having just a shield about us, but thank you for being so courageous. Thank you to your school board. Thank you to the moms and the dads that are fighting in this school district and to other districts all across the country, because there is so much at stake. There is so much at stake. What other policies are you looking at? I know there's some other things that you changed to write the flag display and some other things that you were looking at as a school board, maybe that weren't as controversial, but still powerful, impactful changes were happening because moms and dads stood up. Yeah, we did the flag policy in June. We had what I call flag wars and it was getting pretty wild and the kids were being put in the middle of it. Like we had 10 foot flags that didn't belong in the classroom. And then American flags were taken out. And I was like, enough is enough. I asked our superintendent, if you can't get this under control, then I want to bring a policy forward. I gave him a little bit of time and um, we worked together on. She comes with the policy again. I love it. I always give the opportunity to fix the problem. If it doesn't, I'm like, okay, fine. We're That's just going to do as moms. We do that all. We're really right? good at that. I'm like, right? I'm going to take away your phone or this. If you don't get it, you know, start doing your responsibilities and then it happens. And I'm like, okay, cool. But you know, sometimes we have to bring those things forward just to, as a reminder, when you did you change around. the flag policy? We did back in June, yeah. we voted, it was done. Um, the great thing is, is, uh, what was the policy? American flag and California flag are the only flags allowed in the classroom. If there is a flag that has to do with curriculum, they can get it approved um, to bring it in. Other than that, we're not messing around people. And and we're going to reiterate that our policy said that we do the um, Pledge of Allegiance. We cannot force a child to do it, but we will do it during that classroom time. And the flag will be there for all the other children to be able to do it that want to do it. Um, We still have teachers that don't do the Pledge of Allegiance, which is sad, but Um, those things were put in place back in June. And the reason why I brought that policy in June too, is so then again, we trained the staff on what's going to happen. We make sure all the stuff gets removed from the classrooms and August we were ready, set to go. Um, what, what else is on the horizon for for you? That's what I want to know. I mean, this is amazing. Okay. So we all have heard about AB 1078. We all have heard how they threatened our, you know, our school districts to find them if we get rid of certain things and they want to call it banning books, which is so stupid to me because no one's banning a book. Yeah. They're pornographic Oldest, books. Yeah. 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 But look at, you're not, it's not necessarily you're banning it. They just use that because they know that there's a, there's a law that prohibits people from banning things. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's very clever on how they use words. To me, school boards have always had the authority to determine what was age appropriate and what was part of our curriculum. They're ding, just ding, ding. Yes. away. So right. guess what? I'm not like, I'm tired of being in defense. I've already been, whether 1078 passes or not, we already have a policy in place um, that talks about how you get rid of certain materials, but I'm going to strengthen that. I'm already working alongside some amazing people and I'm, I'm going to probably bring it forward, honestly, on October 5th at our next school board meeting um, to strengthen the process. And it's going to focus on pornographic books because I know doing my homework, we do have pornographic books in our libraries and sure. we're going to get rid of those. And I don't care what Newsom and his little buddies say, that's not banning <laughs> anything. That's getting rid of sexual material that don't Good belong for to you. bookstores. So, you know, I, all the moms right now, they're listening. We're going, yes. And, and I'll share I the policy. It. That's the most beautiful part. We sharing is caring. And I know 
just because my heart is here in Chino, my heart's everywhere to protect kids. Yes. So I am more than willing to share all the policies that we have brought forth. And we have. We shared the flag policy with other districts. You've seen Good. recently some districts pass those. Yes. We've shared the parental notification policy. We're even sharing our law firm so districts don't have to spend the money if they were to be added onto the lawsuit. But interesting mm -hmm. enough, we're the only one on the lawsuit. Um, and all while other it. districts are passing it. But yes, I, I am working on things. I will constantly be working on things. And I think the most amazing part is, is we, I know locally and as a state, we're already focusing on switching some of these Senate and assembly seats. So mm -hmm. one day we don't have to be in defense. I really feel we're going to be on offense if um, really soon, if we all just keep continuing to work together. Love this. And just, I'm going to make one more quick mention here is that we do work with school board training at Mom for America, Moms for America. So if moms are listening and they want your policies or learn how to do this, because a lot of times people get elected as school board members, and then it's like, what do we do? What can we do? What are the changes we can do? We provide that at Moms for America. I'm going to have Kelly check in with you too, to make sure we have these policies and okay. we will be a great connector with the moms that are listening to that want to make a difference at their school board. But I, I do want to ask you one other congratulations, by the way, just oh, kudos, congratulations, everybody out there, tell them, thank you. Um, they're just, it's, it's admirable and they are great leaders um, in this arena of taking on school boards. But it's speaking of California and you talked about um, Newsom and, and, you know, is there hope for California? You sound a little hopeful here, but talking about this legislation and such, what a beautiful state to be having this uh, tyrannical government government, um, stamp on, on parental rights and, and, and family. So what do you think? What's going to happen there in California? No, I think absolutely. God showed me hope about three and a half years ago. And that was the word. It was so crazy before I even knew I was going to run. He kept telling me hope, 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 Sonia, there's hope. And I'm like, okay, God, where is it? You know? Um, but here's the most beautiful part. Prior to the shutdown, I really, in my heart, believe God used it for a really big thing to bring people, bring his people to battle for the kids, the most precious, mm -hmm. precious, yeah. you know, Jewel, they're, they're such a gift and yeah. never did you see right. And never, ever did you see this many people, um, you guys Rise do up. Such amazing things. And now we're finding out about these things. All the resources that we were looking for three to four years ago are now becoming available. What does that do? That strengthens the fight. Everything you guys are offering to moms um, is going to strengthen our fight. And the fact that all of us are uniting now together is the mm -hmm. most, I, I think, I think they don't Powerful. have a chance for very long. I think their time's limited. I'll say over and over they've revealed themselves. I used to, I still tell this day, this is my daily prayer. God, please let them reveal themselves, then fully expose themselves and then remove them. And you see that happening. You see that happening at the local level, the state level. Did we ever think Newsom was going to expose himself this bad before it was state policies, higher gas rates, this, that, the other, you messed with our kids. He's now <laughs> exposed. Right. He sent down his puppets. He sent down Thurman and, and Bonta, who all have aspirations to run for governor. And guess what I say? Go ahead and try it. Not on our dime. You've already been exposed. We're not going to let you. And shame on us if we let you and we vote you in. But here's what I will say. People like me, you, everybody else that has a heart are going to run for those positions against them because the, the communities in California already now know what these yeah. people are about. We did not know before. So now we have an opportunity to switch, and right? Would you say even so woken up a bit, right? 
everybody's been doing their thing and working and kids and caught up in the, in the, uh, frenzy of it all. And everybody's had to slow down, regroup. And like you said, it's been exposed now. So you think the people in California are not giving up their state. They are not handing this over. We're not, we're not absolutely not. And that's where I find hope it's going to take some grit. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some perseverance, but I really do have hope in just meeting all the people who are fighting, just seeing the beautiful amounts Mm -hmm. of parents coming to the table, people stand behind them, people that never thought about running for these seats or running. Mm -hmm. Um, That shows, I think we're headed in a, a darn good direction And I really do think that as much as they try to divide us, red, blue, Christian, non-Christian, we're not letting it happen because we're focusing on our kids. And I think that's where they're going to lose. And And I really- This is not political. This is not a political statement. You want parents to have parental rights in their schools. You want the kids to have a a safe education, a safe place, a place where they can grow and learn. And um, good for you, mama. Yeah. I mean, we we have to do it, right? I remember telling the lady that I ended up running against- she wasn't even in my area. And I don't know why it came out. I always prayed for the Holy spirit to give me the right words. And I remember saying, it's only a matter of time. I'm going to take that seat. I'm done. I'm not playing around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> here you go. And I, I love it. Our time for these elective uh, <laughs> dictators, their time is almost up. We're going to take seats and we're not messing around. These are our kids. Right. And you know, it's so true because you do not want to mess with mama bear <laughs> between her and her cubs. And we will. We will fight. We will protect. We will defend. Um, we're reasonable. We have common yep. sense. At the end of the day, um, it's all about the children, and it's about us raising our family according to God's conviction in our home and in our community. Absolutely. A couple of words of advice to moms that may be listening that say, okay, can I do this? Can't I do this? Look at what you've done. Do you have some words of advice for our, our moms that are listening about engaging in the school board or just, just the culture and engaging in the culture. Sonia. Absolutely. Get involved, link up with the other parents. Social media has become a tool as much as it has its evilness. It also brings people together. Start going to your school board meetings, ask your school, you know, send emails to your school board, find their position on things. Um, Use moms for America's tools to get involved and to bring things forward to your own school board. Make sure your school board is protecting parental rights, because if they do, then our kids are in pretty good hands because you're having a partnership again. Um, I would say don't let them divide us. Focus on our children. Make sure they're doing their job to educate our children, not sexualize our children. So I think that just means linking up with other people, Um, reaching out. Getting a social media page, even if you hate social media, just developing it. Ours was called, you know, CV Parents for a long time. And then we changed our name recently um, because we had another mom take over. But just get involved. Just link up. Because if you do switch your school boards and your local elected um, positions, people like me now are going to need the support. We're going to need the support because you see what happens when you're pushing against an agenda and the system. But everybody has a gift. It's just a matter of finding what your gift is and using it. You could be the one that calls your elective officials or writing emails or tightening up speeches. I mean, everybody can do something. Just find your little group and start Mm -hmm. doing it. Don't even worry about messing up. We messed up a lot lot of times, but that's how- Sure, on the journey, right? Yep. And courage is contagious. So if you stand up or if I stand up, if you could do it, I can do it. And this is really 
why we do this podcast. We yep. want to encourage and inspire moms in their journey. And education is 52, 53 million kids are in public education. This is huge. This is the next generation. Um, you know, this is your tax dollars. This is your community. These are your, your neighbors. So it's so important. Um, you know, and the other thing I was going to say too, is to the moms listening, just ask questions. I mean, we've had different moms on and they just asked, you know, will you be, you know, uh, will you be asking questions about gender? Will you have safe bathrooms? What are your policies for locker room? You just have to ask these questions and you'll find out, you know, and then that's where you can start. You know, that's where you can start. And volunteer in the classroom because you might, you know, see teachers yeah. that need support or teachers that have been doing things that you may not agree with. So I think it's great to get involved and just volunteer because then firsthand you kind of see it yourself. Yeah. Well, thank you, mama. Well, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, I what a great story. Well, and thanks for being um, just tenacious and strong and, and courageous and defenders and to the school board out there and to all the parents that are out there, to all the parents that are listening, those that are, you know, making a difference in their community, um, you know, your warriors. So God bless you. God bless California. We're concerned about California because what happens in California a lot of times comes to the rest of the country. You know, if it's tolerable there, they test it out there, then they push it through, um, you know, the rest of the country. So it's very, very important that we fight these battles all across the country. And, and California is extremely important. So thank you, sweet, sweetheart. Thank, thank you to you. your family yes, and um, you. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again for all that you do. What an inspiration Sonia was. Thanks again to all the mamas that are out there fighting for their school boards and their communities, their neighborhoods, their kids, America. Also, I mentioned it when I was talking with Sonia, but please come by momsforamerica.us. Find out everything about running for school board. And then if you win your school board, we will help you uh, be an effective school board member. Again, that is all at momsforamerica.us. So we want to help those moms that decide to uh, go to their school boards and run for school board. Uh, when you go there, momsforamerica.us, I do want to remind you to sign up for our newsletter. Um, we communicate with you every week from podcasts to webinars to resources, everything there through our newsletter. So please sign up for that. And when you are, are on our website, uh, check out all of our information, all of our resources, join our community. And we always do do a little uh, plug, special plug for our cottage meetings. These are 12 lessons um, that you learn the principles of liberty. They will help inspire and educate you about America's amazing heritage. So you can then teach those principles of liberty in your home and in your community. It's a great group. Uh, it's a great study. Um, and it helps you just really firm up and shore up your home and uh, the principles that you want to teach your children. This program, along with all of our other programs, are, again, on our website, momsforamerica.us. We say here at Moms for America, we have it all from parental rights to public policy, from the kitchen table to Congress. We are here for you, moms, supporting you in every way. Again, moms, you are the heartbeat of America. You are the heartbeat of your home. We believe that everything begins in your four walls and we want to support, help, and guide you. You mamas, you are the ones that are gonna save our country and save our children. So we are here to support you. Please join us next week for another inspiring and encouraging discussion for moms just like you. Uh, we are here every week supporting moms all around the country, sharing their stories. So I hope to see you next week and uh, let's keep changing our world moms one home at a time. Thanks so much.